another edition of the Chair Shop Podcast coming to you here live from three different cities, just like we always do. It's always WrestleMania 2 up in this podcast feed. I'm one of your hosts. Fighting off the beginnings of what feels like a cold, I'm expecting tomorrow morning to wake up and be in complete misery. Barry Murphy, hello. How are you doing? Joined as always by my ever dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi, Barry. Uh, he's, he's got the helium balloon. Uh, he's going to be doing the whole show that way. So, look forward to that. Uh, and also joining us is Mr. Paul Griffin. Well, it's the bitch show. Alright. Nothing. Uh, nope. Uh, anyway. Right. I mean, you were just explaining to us off air how that's like another joke that you've stolen from elsewhere, so... What is it as well? Like six years, are they? I think it may even be more than that. Right. Anyway, so um, CSP back, right? We've got loads to talk about. Yeah, we got some emails, and that Scott gave us some emails this week. Uh, um, we've got you know some news. We got some wrestling. We got some TV. We got some uh, some uh, various guffs, such as we always do. Uh, Paul. Why don't you kick us off with a a lovely bit of life golf? What's going on in your life, mate? Well, I'm trying to make a big change with my life, Barry. Um, Trying to set an an example for everyone. Uh, Well, actually, I'm more or less taking Joe's example, I guess. Uh, I'm hovering perilously close to the the big 200. I'm Um, I'm talking pounds, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I thought you... I thought you meant episodes, but no, we won't be on that. No. Then, I, I was like, I was like, ages. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't age. work. No, he's way beyond that. <laughs> I literally way beyond that. Um. So getting yeah, a that's, little, that's not good. That's not good. No, I've I've never hit. I've never hit two hundred pounds in my life. I've always kind of looked at it far off on the horizon as pff, imagine <laughs> imagine being that fat that you'd be two hundred pounds. Jack Black about, would be about that. I'm about one sixty. I think. Well, I uh, for years I was right around uh, maybe 180, 185. That's big, yeah. big enough, but not not too big. Um, but you know, as you get older, the metabolism slows down. But <laughs> you eating cakes doesn't slow down. <laughs> it's me um, talking. Anyway. <laughs> I I I realized that I probably do need to do need to curb it in a little bit. Now, last year, year long listeners might remember, I did have. A little diet. Um, I did get down. I did I, at my at my uh, lightest during that time period. One hundred and eighty-one. I got down to. Um, but that's all out the window. I've been eating like a pig. Um, lately, mm, uh, from a trough. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm trying to try to curb it in. So I I we we did sign up today. To the old leisure center in Maynooth, oh. one town over, which which has a pool and a gym, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a vending machine, couple of vending machines and a McDonald's beside it. <laughs> but um, so we went went for a swim today, which was nice. Did uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound really really pathetic, right? But did uh, did twelve lengths. Okay. Because my fear is I'm gonna sign up for this. It's it's quite expensive. Uh, yeah. Sign up for the for, sign up for this and injure myself like 
first day trying to do, you know, a kilometer mm. or whatever. So, 12 lengths, a um, little bit of time in the sauna, a little bit of time in the steam room. Didn't use the jacuzzi, said that would be a treat for the next day. <laughs> the whoever, whoever gets to share it for you. <laughs> that's, who, that's who it's really a treat for. <laughs> um, so it was nice, you know. Um, we're going to go back now tomorrow. I'm going to give the, the, the gym a go tomorrow. We didn't actually go to the gym today. I'm going to do a little bit of weight training, get on the, get on the treadmill for 10 minutes or so, uh, the bike and all that, which is kind of just a sitting down treadmill, really. Um, and then go for a swim again afterwards, and we're going to, going to go for 16 lengths this time, and we're going to incrementally kind of build up that way. Um, and what I'm hoping to do now is... There's a there's quite a big Tesco next to it as well, where they do sell cakes and they do sell uh, nice sweets. But what I'm going there for is to buy, hopefully, an electronic scale. Now I don't know if they sell those in Tesco. I might have to go to Boots uh, to pick up one of them. Mm, yeah. But uh, I know that a lot of people tell you that when you you know start working out and that don't obsess over the numbers, right? The scale. Yeah, yeah. But since this whole thing is the fact that I'm a little overweight, uh, oh, let me let me counter that point and tell you there's nothing more important in life than numbers. Well, I've watched... especially when it comes to the Royal Rumble. I was gonna make that joke, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. You don't want to be in. There's nothing worse, right? I tell you what, you you don't need to worry about your weight until such a time that you're featured in the couple of seconds where they um, show how many combined pounds of humanity. <laughs> have been in the ring and even <laughs> including all performers ever they always just show footage of viscera and, and big oh, show. all the fat <laughs> all the fat lads, you know so and until such a time that you're in that company i wouldn't worry about it um but i i i would just like as kind of my own little motivation to, to maybe keep a little diary of how how it, you know how it, how how it slowly slowly decreases um, and if there's a blip here and there that I can like notice it in action, as opposed to don't notice it, and then in a week's time I'm sitting just surrounded in cakes, yeah. going, "Oh wait, where did I it... think?" I think body size almost kind of shows you more about how much you've lost weight. It's just harder to kind of track that than it is, yeah, weighing yourself. But maybe you could just take a photo every day, um, pulling your jeans out a little bit and seeing how far <laughs> you can stretch them. <laughs> like at first, you'll just be like your thumbs will be turning blue because you're barely. <laughs> Then in like a three months, you know, it'll be like, oh, hello. Get some, get someone out. Natty will be, you know, jumping in there. She'll be able to fit in. Do you know a, a little um, a little trick you can use for the old jeans photos is not only you work out, but you buy incrementally larger <laughs> jeans. <laughs> That's a good tip. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> me, me jeans are hanging off me. Oh, um, although my belly is <laughs> 10 inches lo- larger than it was when I started. <laughs> You need longer arms as well for that one. So. Yeah, because I I do have a a goal. Like obviously, I don't want to get uh, all muscly in that. I I just want to be. Uh, I just want to be fit. But but what people don't understand is is people think I just want to be fit, so I'll just do run on a treadmill every day. But you know, weight training I think actually uh, goes a long way towards that. Even more so, just doing loads and loads of cardio. So yeah, yeah, I can help. Uh, so I'll be doing that. That's my new life now. See how long it lasts. Hoping to keep it, keep it going. I, I would like to uh, 
maybe by the end of the year, be if if I could hit around around one seventy five, that'd be amazing. But I know, I know even that is probably way too way too far ago. If I could get back to down to one eighty one or something, that'd be nice. Uh, so that's that's what I've been up to uh, today. I mean, aside from that, this week hadn't been particularly interesting. It's the week after my birthday now. The first uh, the first week of being a twenty nine year old. <laughs> the oh, the yeah. first of the weeks counting down towards the big three zero. The big one. The big one. I tell you what. Um, we went to Tesco the Friday before my birthday. I think I mentioned this last week, and bought the biggest cake. That they had. <laughs> and this week you're going back to get scouts. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we've, uh. it, it's now been... This is the eighth day after my birthday. We've still only eaten about half the cake. Because <laughs> it's just... It was the classic case of our eyes being bigger than our, our, our little fat tummies. Yeah. Um, because even on the birthday, we, we each had our little slice. And it was like... Oh dear, <laughs> this is way too much cake for for a human. <laughs> what other animals eat cake? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I reckon you give a goat a cake, it would probably have it. I reckon it would, yeah, probably. Pigs. Um, a really hungry dog. Uh, do you think a, a caterpillar would eat one of those calling the caterpillar cakes? It would, <laughs> it would probably take a while to get through it. So, yeah, true enough. Oh, yeah, one thing, one thing I forgot to fine. mention last week, by the way, the bonus on. part. We were in Tesco buying the aforementioned cake, um, and we were passing through the sweet aisle, which for, for the last time, and uh, <laughs> over in over in the uh, <laughs> leave the memories alone. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I leave these memories alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave the marshmallows alone. Although, to be fair, this, as far as Joel's physique goes, I've been rel- relatively uh, TD-free, so I haven't quite got that bad. Um, no, we were passing through the... And in, in this Tesco near where I live, they have um, the little tiny import sweets section from America. You know, all, all, mm-hmm. the, all the awful shite, basically. Um, yeah. But since it was my birthday, I had a little luck, and they did have... This is the first time I ever had this. Uh, birthday cake Oreos. Oh! Ooh, yeah, I've had them. And they had one packet of them left. And it was my birthday. So we said, hmm, might as well grab them. Now, to give people an idea, um, this, this is the first packet of American Oreos I ever had. The Nabisco brand. Mm. Uh one packet of Oreos in America is about equal to four UK packets. <laughs> oh no! Oh, was it one of the big, the big packs? The big packs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the double gulp of biscuits. Yeah. Kind of. Um, now I know, Joe. You're you're a little bit more of an Oreo connoisseur than I would oh, yes. be. Oh, yes. Um, the only ones that I had previously, obviously, the plain original flavor. Uh, the golden Oreos, they're they're all mm. right. I w- I wouldn't mm. go mad for them, but they're fine. I like the quite like the mint ones. Um, peanut butter? No, don't like peanut butter. Don't like chocolate cream. Oh, you animal! No, they're 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 the worst. Now we we got the birthday cake ones. Um, because it was my birthday. Uh, do you want to guess how much it cost, Barry? 
for a packet of Oreos? Uh, uh, tether. About, <laughs> was, uh, about that, yeah, it was seven fifty. Fucking hell. Woo! 750 for for an admittedly very big packet of Oreos. Um so we got them home and uh the deal was that everybody would have one with their cake. Not obviously we didn't know at the time that most of us would not even finish our slice slice of cake, never mind eating Oreo as well. Mm-hmm. Um but I I peeled off the patented Nabisco seal, right? And <laughs> I don't think I've ever been hit in the face by as sickly sweet a smell as these Oreos. <laughs> they they yeah. they smell so sweet that it's it's bad. Like they don't smell nice. Yeah. Um I thought they t- they tasted quite good. Um I don't know that I necessarily just call it birthday cake Oreo, but they're very, very it's like a normal Oreo with the sweetness turned up to a hundred. Um but that was a nice little experience having a, a new flavor of Oreo because I know in America they have fucking hundreds of flavors. We have the, yeah. the five or whatever that we get. So it was nice to experiment with a little. And of all the days I went for them to have birthday cake Oreos was was pretty appropriate as well. Near your birthday. Well, the day before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm also aware of the irony, by the way, before anyone points it out, that I, I've talked about going to the gym and that followed by 15 minutes of. <laughs> Cake and Oreo talk. With your justification of the Oreos being, well, it was nearly my birthday. Well, we, uh, no, like, we, we were in the Tesco it, specifically tomorrow, to buy my birthday cake. Paul's, tomorrow, Paul's going to go to McDonald's and go, well, it's nearly my 30th. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Oreos are good. They are good. Yeah. They're really good. I only finished the, uh, finished the birthday cake Oreos like two days ago as well. They last a long old time. Not in this house. <laughs> Not right. in this mouth. Anyway. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, so good luck and all that with the uh, the swimming. If I get a scales, I can give weekly how fat is Paul updates on the podcast. Excuse me, what? Yawning. Not because Paul's story is boring, but because it's Sunday and I'm just... Oh, oh God, I feel terrible. This is my girlfriend's fault. She got me sick. Oh, Disgusting. Yeah. She, she came over last night, right? Yeah, expected like to be to be minded and all that. And what's it resulted in? Me being sick. So this is why all human interaction is bad. Mm. Don't know about that. Anyway, what about you, Joe? You got any life coffee you want to talk about? Um, was fortunate enough to go to uh, Brighton on Friday, which is a, a seaside town Ooh. on the south coast of the UK, if, if anyone doesn't know. Um, so I've been there quite a few times before because my, my friend got married there and been on sort of weekends there and stuff, so it's very nice. It was with work. Um, there's a big marketing conference down there every six months. Uh, this was my first time going, but my whole team went. A lot of fun was had. Went for lunch. Uh, put that on expenses, baby. So that <laughs> uh, we took clients, so that's fine. That's all above board. Um, yeah, and Tax then we man is listening. yeah, and then uh, went out uh, on the pier for a few uh, drinky poos afterwards. So that was, that was all very fun. And I hope I go to the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's about my week, other than working. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 
I did not have much of a week, so I guess we can we can uh, segue out of the old life uh, guff. What are we going to do next? We got emails. We got a bit of TV guff. We got uh, uh, all kinds of stuff here. I guess we can. It's been a while, so I guess we can probably jump into some emails here. Mm. Um, I'll 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 jump in because okay. uh, I got a, got an email from Scott. I do feel bad when we complain about about not getting emails, and then Scott feels obligated to to, to email it, even though you know any anyone else could. More people should be obligated. Yeah, you should. You all should, guys. Anyway, guy, I got one here anyway from Scott. He says, "I was thinking about this sexy star situation, and for the sake of the argument, let's go with the idea that she really is innocent about trying to hurt another wrestler, which I'm pretty sure she is still claiming that." Uh, anyway, uh, I have an idea for a uh, for AAA to get a lot of publicity and even have a little fun with the situation. Let's give Sexy Star her title back and have Candice LeRae show up and call Star out for attempting to hurt someone and challenge her for the title. The match ends with Star putting Candice in the armbar and refusing to let go. Joey Ryan could then come out and save for the save and take Star down. When he sets Star up to do his dick plex, have Star slap the armbar on Joey's dick. <laughs> the AAA crowd will get into a bit of them. Sure, it's a bit star as a heel. We'd also give her a bit of a character. Hey, man, listen, people people like that Joey Ryan stuff, so uh, so I, I can think of worse ideas. Uh, on a more serious note, with the end of the May Young Classic, what's next for WWE? They've done Cruiserweights, the UK, and now a women's tournament. What's left? They bring back the midget division. Uh, you already mentioned the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, Scott. Uh, <laughs> maybe a, a left-handed tournament. I could enter that. That'd be all right. Uh, maybe a gimmick match. While I like the events, I don't see how they can continue to do this on a regular or even yearly basis. What events would you like to see show up on the network? Have a great week, Scott. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about that myself. I caught up with the May Young Classic this week. I watched all the way up to the final. Um, I was thinking tag teams would be good because there's a, a wealth of tag teams on the indies. Um, uh, and, and I think the tag teams in WWE are kind of waiting currently. So... Mm. Um, you could have, you know, go on. So I was going to say, the tag teams, there seem to have been quite a few good tag teams. They just completely flounder and split up when they get to the main roster. Yeah. Um, or they or they don't have enough, enough depth and, and they end up like the Usos in the New Day wrestling each other 10 million yeah. times. They do have the, um, the Dusty Classic. Um, I was in NXT. Oh, so yeah. Could, and they, they haven't done that in a while. They could, um, they could split that off and make it its own. Yeah, expanded uh, version of that. Yeah, they could also do sequels to... Uh, the Cruiserweight Classic and the Mae Young Classic. Um, yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, which, I, yeah, I would imagine they would. Um, uh, yeah, I like the idea of a tag team one. You could get your, you know, your South Pacific Power Trip, your Kings of the North, your British Strong Style. You know, your uh, throw a few WWE teams in there. The Revival, whatnot. I think there's, I think there's a hell of a team there to, to or a hell, a hell of a, a collection of teams on the, on the indie scene currently to do that. I know actually WXW have a, a tag team tournament that just looks incredible. It's the uh, same week as OTT. I have a few pals who are going. Um, you know, the Briscoes and Ring Camp and all these other people. Uh, that'd be interesting. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, and I and I do I do imagine that they will do uh, follow ups on the. I think they may do a follow up to the May Young Classic rather than the the Cruiserweight Classic because I feel like the Cruiserweights are just kind of doing their own thing now, um, uh, and it's kind of not super hot. Whereas the May Young Classic, maybe they'll. I think they, I think they've invested more stock in the idea that these women will be big stars rather than the Cruiserweights. Mm. So maybe maybe next summer they'll do a, a second May Young. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, I don't know, but I, I think I think uh, it's been decently successful for them these uh, these tournaments. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one in some variety next year. 
the UK thing, I think they've cooled their jets on because uh, World of Sport has got under. So I don't think th- I don't think they care at all about the UK anymore. Honestly, yeah. Surprised they haven't already kind of folded all those guys into NXT or 205 Live. Um, they're just kind of in limbo at the moment, really. It's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very very odd. Um, uh, I'm thinking maybe because I mean they all signed those contracts in like December or something. I'm thinking they'll let everyone's contract run out, and then your uh, your Joseph Connors and your Muscle Cat will be left back into the wild, <laughs> yeah. um, and your uh, your Tyler Bates will be full time uh, in WWE. Actually, Joseph Connors has already started showing up in What Culture again, and What Culture was one of the places they weren't allowed work. So I think they've already started cutting ties with some of their uh, mm-hmm. some of the peons from the first round of that tournament. The plebs, um, the, the 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 shite ones. Uh, so so who knows uh, uh, what the future of the painting is? But yeah. Uh, How about a? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're not we're not going to see Sam Gradwell. Only on only team. Irish wrestlers. Uh, Irish wrestler tournament. Uh, you could have yeah, the. It's just for you like four people, but you know. Oh. Very disrespectful. <laughs> just get like you know, but the, you know, four people, but put some of them under masks for like every second match. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, just as. You, Electro, yeah, who I, someone, this won't mean anything to most of the audience, Only I think only Paul will even know who this is. I don't know if this is true, but someone speculated to me, uh, is that, do, do you remember Gorgeous Ward on, on like one OTT show? Yes. Uh, he was like, he was like the third Ward in a six-man tag with the... Uh, he looks like he could the, be Scotty Davis's dad or something. Yeah, yeah. I someone didn't tell me that that's who Electro was, but someone kind of asked the question, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I actually have no idea who who Electro yeah. was." He, Electro came and went before I started going to OTT, and apparently he was not fondly missed. Except for now, he is fondly missed. Ironically, um, but yeah, Irish tournament I would not get my hopes up for. It's funny because when they announced Devlin for the UK tournament, I saw some people just like giving out that, oh, well, you know, Ireland's not in the UK. I'm like, shut up. This is the closest we're going to get to having representation in there. Like, let's not split hairs. But, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, we'll, me, the, me and Paul will start our own promotion and we'll do the Irish wrestler classic. Um, uh, so, so watch this space. What's, what's the weight limit? Uh, you have to be under 180 pounds, uh, oh. which, which is which is the so n- neither me or Barry can put ourselves over in this tournament. Well, no, we're the we're the we're the bookers. Oh, okay, you're not entering then. No, well, I know most bookers like to you know put belts on themselves and stuff, but not yeah. us. You know. Um, anyway, what about you, lads? You guys got mail? Yeah. Let's, uh, get mine open. Um, you ready, Paul? Uh, yeah, I have it here. Uh, subject, a pick three and a website question. Uh, good evening, Paul. I noticed after sending my first email to CSP today that the message sent to me, that the message sent me to my room with TV for a month. So this is in reference to the fact that every now and then on the website, I update the little confirmation message that someone receives when they send their email. To keep keep it interesting for people who do send an email, they get a little Easter egg. Uh, I probably update it once a month or so. Uh, so he says that the current message says that he is sent to his room with TV for a month. Uh, 
He says, since I sent three emails, does that mean I have to go to my room for three months? And what kind of punishment is it to go to my room with TV? I know most TV, most TV is bad now, but is it bad enough for a punishment? Uh, well, that obviously is a typo. Um, and maybe you only have TV. You don't have, you know, cable. You don't have a, a, a Roku box or a Hulu or uh, your phone or tablet. You only have a TV that can, you know, maybe if you still have over-the-air signal sent out in America... Maybe you can watch some staticky uh, ABC or something. Uh, anyway, Scott goes on and says, My pick three for you today. This is where Scott sends us three uh, actors, and we choose who has the best filmography. Ooh. His pick three for us today is a series, rather than it being three different actors. So the series go as follows. Friday the 13th, Halloween... Mm. Mm. And Nightmare on Elm Street, which will include Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mm. Uh, he says all three of these have good and bad movies in them. We'll also include the reboots, but not Freddy's Nightmares or the Friday the 13th TV show. Have a pleasant week. I'll be in my room until Christmas, Scott. <laughs> and with TV, goddammit. Um, well, I'm going to have to leave this a little bit more up to you guys in that I've only seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street and I've only seen the first Halloween and I've not seen any of the Friday the 13th. Uh, So, I'll leave this to the more educated people. Um, um, I've only seen, I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street yet. I'm going to watch that this year. Um, I've seen the first Friday the 13th and I've seen probably three of the Halloween movies. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm about the same. I'd say, to me, Halloween was a lot better than Friday the 13th. I think that was definitely kind of a cheap <laughs> rip-off of Halloween. Um, so I, I think the first Halloween is actually quite a good movie before it devolved into kind of silly sequels. And, you know, lo and behold, they're announcing another one. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. Yeah. Michael Myers is about 74 years old. He's going to move even more slowly. Um, I'd say Halloween. I think those movies are just kind of better quality. Well, the first one yeah, at least. Now, now they have a justification for why he moves as slowly as he does. It's like he just has a cane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd probably go Halloween as well. Friday the Thirteenth has all those wacky sequels, but it's like even the original one is kind of a B movie and kind of a bit kind of wacky. Um, yeah, Halloween. I mean, Halloween has some right dreck in it, but that's like as mm-hmm. do all of these. So I, I would say Halloween. I think it has the higher peaks. Uh, and for me, since yeah. I've only seen two of them, uh, I much preferred Nightmare on Elm Street to Halloween. So, mm. I thought the first Halloween was, dare I say, a bit dull. Ooh. Although it obviously has, uh, is very iconic. It has the the John Carpenter yeah. music yeah. and, but watch, watching it for the first time in like 2015, it's kind of boring. Whereas Nightmare on Elm Street is still very kind of fun in a. Can- I can, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I didn't find it particularly scary. Because um, all the, the tropes have been done to death. I like the idea better, the concept of Nightmare on Elm Street. I could kind, you could yeah. kind of see that it was just a better movie, even though, obviously, time has somewhat passed it by. Yeah. I think. Okay, so two votes for Halloween. Uh, so Halloween is the winner this week. Ooh. No vote for you. No. Um, <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> okay, do you want to have a vote? I'm going to vote. 
for Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, she agrees. Nightmare on Elm Street, two votes, so it's a tie. Um, so that's Halloween the... annoyed me. Halloween annoyed you? Yes. Why? Because all of the characters are terrible. They are... I don't even know how to put it, but they're like very bitchy type teenage archetypes and... That's a good word. It's so forced. Mm, I mean, it's it's Halloween was kind of the original though in, in setting up that archetype. So you mean the the teenager? Yeah. Eh. I mean, I agree. It's still not very. Anyway, that's Natty's input of the week. So, do you have an email then yourself, Joe? Yes, from Scott McAvoy. Um, he says, "Good evening, Joe. With the result of the GGG Canelo fight, I started thinking about how a draw." Uh, is acceptable in very few sports, football, boxing, and UFC. The only ones that come to mind that it's common to have a draw in. Uh, American football has about one a year on average, but that's all about all I can think of. Even wrestling, the time limit draw is almost unheard of now. Do you think this is strictly an American thing, or is it something that fans of all sports want to have a winner? Granted, a tie in any sport is rather disappointing, but it's something that happens. Um... I would say yes, draws can be disappointing. It depends. The thing is, with like football, because it's a sort of season long game, it's not all about that one result. Whereas maybe with like boxing, everything's kind of on the line in that fight. So a draw feels very, very disappointing. Um, whereas it's not so much the case in, in football or other sort of you know, team sports. Um, yeah, he goes on to say, side note, I didn't see that if. Uh, GGG had won the fight he would have been forced to give a rematch whereas if there was a draw or GGG had lost there was no rematch clause sounds like Canelo has learned a bit from Mayweather about how to protect your record um, glad you watched the Hagler vs Hearns fight and also glad to hear you enjoyed it both those fighters were top of the division along with Ray Leonard for quite a while then again that was back in the day when the top fighters were more concerned about winning titles than they were about their record because they knew if they were good enough they would always be able to get another title match have a good week Scott uh, yeah I did I watched the fight this morning and it was pretty good, but yeah, dis- disappointing ending. Um, and that's the reason I don't stay up to watch late night boxing anymore. Because mm. uh, even when you get, even when the two best fighters do actually fight each other in their prime, they'll find a way to fuck it up by having the draw or some shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that that fight, he, other fight he mentioned was very good. Uh, two lads just bollocking the shit out of each other haymakers left and right so it was, <laughs> it was very 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 good I recommend yeah. that let's check it out myself um, what was mm. it Hagler and Hearn was it <laughs> what are they called yeah 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 Hagler and Hearns Hearns okay yeah it was good I must not spoil the result for myself I will look it up um, with regards to other sports that can end in draws one that I would throw out there that maybe people outside of Ireland don't know about is uh, Gaelic football and hurling um, which, unlike our football, is often a very, very high-scoring game. Mm. Uh, a lot of the time results in very, very close games, if not draws. Um, so today was actually the All-Ireland, All-Ireland football final uh, in Gaelic football between Dublin and Mayo. And the, the score it, it, it was 2019 to Dublin. 
and they scored the winning point in like the <laughs> the fifth or sixth minute of injury time. So, yeah, and and also, do you know what they would have done if it was a draw? Replay. They re- oh, they, the re- replay. they replay the final. <laughs> no extra time. No, no. They, they 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 the judges watch a replay of the whole match and they award <laughs> points based on who they like the best. And for such a high-scoring game, there's a, a lot of finals end in draws. I, I would say it's something like one out of every three or one out of every four finals is a, it's a draw and they just redo it. Because obviously, this is where the, the conspiracy comes in. Uh, the GAA, the the company or the, let's say, the, the organization in charge of the, the football and the, her- the hurling, makes uh, another whatever, a couple of million in ticket sales? Because oh. Coke Park calls like, what, 90-odd so thousand? You don't, get, you don't get like an automatic ticket to the replay then? No. No, baby. Ooh, that's a fucking scam, baby. <laughs> it is a bit. Anyway. Uh, thank you for the email. And don't forget, if you have emails or you want to email us, chairshotpodcast.com uh, and click on the email us button at the bottom i will update the little message tomorrow so if you don't email us you won't know what what the special message is so <laughs> you're missing out uh so where do you want to go from there uh, uh i think the the most the the most topics are in tv guff do you want to do that yeah um, I'll kick it off here because I, I don't have too much to talk about. So obviously, me and the missus, we uh, we fit, we caught up on Game of Thrones. So we're kind of looking for some new stuff. Uh, we've said we're going to start Narcos. We haven't got around to it yet, uh, mm-hmm. but that is on the agenda. But what I've done is I've decided to kind of start and or catch up on some stuff um, uh, that I've wanted to watch. Kind of, you know, <laughs> I have that <laughs> too clear list of what we t- watch together versus what I can watch on my own. Um, so I kind of started a catch-up of season two of Preacher, uh, which continues to be really great. Um, very weird, very very off the wall, uh, very intriguing. I watched three episodes today, uh, which for someone with my bad attention span is pretty good. I don't really binge shows that way anymore. Uh, and I was going to watch another, but I had to stop to do this effing show. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, Preacher continues to be really, really entertaining. Um I started the Eric Andre show. Have either of you watched this? Uh, no, I've never heard of it. it. You've never heard of it? Okay, it's it's from it started a couple of years ago. I believe it is still ongoing. It is an Adult Swim show. It is te- about ten or eleven minutes per episode, and it's kind of a sort of parody send up of like U.S. public access TV or like low budget talk shows. Okay. Uh, and it's starring uh, Eric Andre, who is a comedian, and his co-host is Hannibal Buress, mm. who is uh, you know from Broad City and a number of other different things. And it is—I've only watched one episode, and I, I don't know what possessed me to start watching it, but I started watching it at, at, at like half twelve in the like after half past midnight, and that seems like the perfect time to watch it because it, it is completely, completely bizarre, very, very off the wall, very kind of absurdist, kind of irreverent humor lots and lots of gags per second like i said it's only about 10 minutes long but it's really good uh, i really like it i really like i think hannibal burris is, is very very funny really great kind of deadpan uh kind of straight man bit uh amidst all the craziness so that's good i'm, I'm sticking with that um 
Uh, I did actually, I almost forgot there, I did watch the new Broad City that came back this week. Uh, very, very, very good. Uh, uh, you know, last season I thought was, you know, good with some kind of weaker moments. Uh, this was a great kickoff to season four. Um, they they kind of did a, a like a sliding doors kind of parody episode where they uh, showed their, they did you know two versions of the same day. Uh, you know, where a small difference caused them to go on a, a you know a different uh, uh, diverging paths, kind of like that one episode mm-hmm. of Mouth in the Middle, the bowling episode. Uh, it was good. It was very funny. Uh, so that was solid, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of other stuff. Some decent other stuff on at the moment, um, but uh, yeah, those that's what I'm watching currently. So, and also the new Rick and Morty, which I really liked. I know Paul was saying he didn't like it as much, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that now. Um, I watched in just in the hour before we started before we started recording. I watched the new South Park. I didn't realize South Park was uh, was back until I saw someone shared something on my Facebook wall about it. I was like, "What is South Park back?" Um, watched the new South Park and watched the new or last week's uh, Rick and Morty. Um, I thought I thought they both had very funny moments. wasn't mad about either of them. Uh, one thing that's been pointed out to me uh, lately, and I was kind of resistant to it, but I, I am starting to kind of come along to that line of thinking is. The kind of um, over reliance on on memes in these shows to be kind of driving a lot of the humor, like a lot of a lot of Rick and Morty is, and yeah, you know, I and I'm not turning on Rick and Morty by any means, but it it is true that a lot of the Rick and Morty humor nowadays is just I'm ex Rick, like a pickle Rick, pickle Rick, and that's kind of just the the joke now. Um. And it is getting to the point where it is almost every episode. Like at the very beginning of this episode, it was oh, I'm the, I'm this Rick I'm I'm Rick, and then South Park was kind of for the first ten minutes of it was just uh, Alexa jokes like making Alexa say uh, you know big butthole and smelly smelly hairy balls and stuff. <laughs> like that was the joke you know. Uh... Um, oh, sounds good. I might start watching South Park. And South Park going back to the Tucker Jobs for like the fifth time, <laughs> and I was kind of. I, I I'm kind of starting to get a little bit sick on, on on the jokes just being kind of, you know, for all intents and purposes memes. It's kind of similar, like you know, if you ever watch, um, if you come across on YouTube or or, or on Facebook, or whatever, like Jimmy Fallon, uh, very very kind of transparently does these bits, but just for them to become kind of viral sensations, um. It's it's not the same thing, but it it very much feels like that kind of artificial, um, like forced humor almost. Like like it's it's not necessarily made to be funny, but made to be fucking shared Sh- shared on shareable. Facebook and be Funko Pops and stuff. Like you can get a pickle Rick Funko now. Um, yeah, two even of course. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's kind of annoying now. Um, I kind of prefer when the show is a little bit more intellectual. No, not even intellectual, but a little bit Why more not? creative, I guess. Oh yeah. well, I like it. To be, I like it to be intellectual. Oh well, I don't like when I laugh when I watch comedy. <laughs> I only like when I can. <laughs> when I, I like when I understand the jokes that I know other people won't understand. 
I only I only show my approval by a slight nod of the cap and a dot of the monocle, and nothing else will do, Joe. <laughs> um, but they're fine. Um, happy to see South Park back, obviously, because it's been away for quite a while, and I really, really enjoyed the last season of it. And uh, this is kind of the first episode of Rick and Morty where I kind of wasn't mad about it. I've been loving the season so far. I just thought this episode was a bit a bit too messy. There's too much stuff going on at once, and it it, it it wasn't focusing on on the Rick and Morty that we that we know and love. Um, so I very much I hate to use the term filler, but it felt like a definitely a kind of side episode rather than a a properly a properly good one. Uh, also in the week, <laughs> speaking of highbrow comedy, that well, I would never lower myself to to laugh at such inane nonsense. Watched a few episodes of Father Ted. Uh, in the week um, because I have the entire series on DVD mm. and uh, I don't know for whatever, whatever reason I was kind of in the mood for uh, a couple episodes of Father Ted um, mm. reminded me of one of my favorite bits in Father Ted which I'd kind of forgotten about which is the uh, the one married couple John and Mary who are forever fighting yeah, yeah. brilliant you fucking idiot and shove this knife up your hole. <laughs> you, you, you faced bitch, you. It's like, very, very funny. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Paul likes all the civilized comedy. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Father Ted is good, for sure. Um, And I, I, I really like uh, whenever Graham Norton is on Father Ted. I think he's very funny in that. Yes, he's fantastic. Father Noel, or whatever his name is. Way over the top. Um... For that child that I've been watching, I didn't watch any Death Note this week. Kind of had a week away from that. Oh, I forgot you started that. Yeah. But I will get back on that next week. Um, and I have also uh, American Dad to watch, but that's the last one of the season, which came out last week. And I, I, I shall watch that as well. Um, what have I watched? I haven't. I'm a bit behind on Rick and Morty. I haven't watched the last couple of episodes. Um, <laughs> I've watched more Narcos. Um, yeah. That's still pretty good. Although they're kind of rushing through the sort of rise and fall of Pablo Escobar. And I know there's a couple more seasons to come, so I wonder if they're going to have to like, stretch it out over the next uh, Zom- season. Zombie anyway. Pablo. Yeah, Zombie Pablo Escobar. Um, but it's good. It's good so far. I'm enjoying that. Um, I also watched an episode of uh, Channel 4 quiz show, The Crystal Maze. Um my childhood. So they, yeah, obviously classic early 90s uh, show. Uh, they brought it back with Richard Iodi uh, hosting it instead of Richard O'Brien. Um, I haven't been watching it, but I saw that a bit of a furore about the latest episode and I watched it and it was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah? It's basically this group of complete nerds. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they put the group of nerds from The Simpsons Gaz. to shame. Um, well, one of them, funnily enough, I thought it was him at first, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Where his eyes look in the same direction, is that what it was? Oh, that's... Oh, uh, wait a minute. Anyway. He's having a good <laughs> um, But they, they called themselves, like, the cosplay team, and they said they were oh. cosplayers. But then... But were they, they in showed, cosplay? Like, well, they showed pictures, and they weren't, like, playing dress-ups characters. They were all, like, cr- animals. And I'm pretty sure they weren't cosplayers. They were furries. 
but they just didn't want to say it. <laughs> okay. But they, they, all their costumes were like, you know, a hamster or a, you know, a rat or <laughs> Was it a really like, tiny costume? Oh, no. It, yeah, they weren't dressed up as, you know, Jon Snow or Iron Man. Or <laughs> was one of them in the arts or one of the other ones? What... <laughs> God, yeah. Um, and then, oh, my God, they were... Oh, they tried. They were really terrible. They were kind of selling themselves as like having studied the show and they knew, you know, been practicing and doing drills and stuff. And then they were completely fucking useless. It was so funny. There was one like physical challenge with a man who had literally zero agility. I'm amazed he can (laughs) get down a flight of stairs. It was. I was. I was laughing for ages. It was brilliant. Oh dear. If, If if you do want a good laugh, I would. I would check out that episode. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's that's my TV for the week. So good, good week. Uh, coming back this week, of course, on Thursday, Nathan for you. Ah, yes. TV is good again. The good shit. Yeah, boy. So we'll have. Well, I'm sure we'll have a review on that next week. Uh, what else do we want to do here? Anyone got any movie guff? Yeah, yeah, I watched some movies. Um, I watched a new release. Go on. Called Wind River. Any either of you seen any trailers for this or heard about it? I is it, uh, who's in it again? It's uh, Jeremy Renner and oh yeah, Liz Olson. The good oh, isn't it on is like Native American land or something? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's uh, up in uh, Wyoming, I think. It's it's all, right. all snowy and. And that, and concerning a uh, an American, a Native American lady who was found dead, and it's kind of a kind of a murder mystery. Um, not a very good one, I have to Ooh. say. Um, oh, no. I was very disappointed by it. It was written by the um, the man who, and, and directed by actually the guy who wrote uh, Hell or High Water, which I really liked last year. Yeah, great film. And uh, Sicario, which I I didn't love, but I quite liked the year before. Yeah, I also didn't love it. Mm. Um, but you know, if if you're if you're told, oh, there's this new new movie coming out, you like the look of the trailer, and then I say to you, oh, and it's written by the guy who did Sicario and, and Hell or High Water. I go, oh, sounds good. Um, yeah, for like um, two thirds of it, I was very much kind of like. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's fine. I'm not totally engaged with it. I'm not totally loving it. You know, it's pretty good. Uh, and then I really kind of felt very dissatisfied by the ending. Um, obviously, not to spoil the movie for those who who do want to watch. And, and it actually has been getting very, very good reviews. I'm kind of the outlier uh, of those that I've seen so far. But um, it spends a lot of time setting up ideas and and themes and and really kind of ends on on more of a, a non-secretor where wh- where the film ends up going doesn't really play into any of the setup mm. like there's a lot of real interesting things like um jeremy renner early on is is pointing out how um you know he's a he jeremy renner plays a tracker in the movie so he's able to see things in the snow like tracks and, and trails that other people, other people <laughs> like don't see. So he's, he, he's, he's, but he sets up early on that they're like, 
there are cl- there are clues in the snow, but but you, Liz Olson, you're from the FBI. You just don't know where to look. You're looking in the wrong places. Um, doesn't play into the, the ending at all. Um, there's a lot of like the film is kind of dealing with dwelling on, on the past and and kind of moving forward. Doesn't doesn't play into the ending at all. The first like 15 minutes of the movie are Jeremy Redder kind of. Um, he, he he's divorced from his wife and they have a son together and they have a daughter together who also mysteriously died three years ago. Doesn't play into the end of the movie at all. Um, and there's a whole scene where he goes to visit the ex-wife in the middle of the night and, and the ex-wife talks about like um, that, that she's going to take a job in a different city and that they need to talk about uh, like the child support payments. And he goes, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid doesn't appear in the rest of the movie. Neither does the wife. Um, which, like, you could argue, well, that's that's that scene is to you know g- give him motivation and blah blah blah. But th- it really doesn't. Like, the whole motivation is the old dead daughter. So, movie is a little bit a little bit all over the place uh, in terms of performances. Uh, it was you know it was fine. Looks looks nice. The writing is a little. A little too, I would say, overwritten. A little too, like all you know, all the characters. Not to level like an Aaron Sorkin TV show or anything, but where all the characters talk a little too wittily, <laughs> you know, they're all like um, a little bit over the top. Um, but mostly, what I didn't like about it was the ending, the reveal of the killer in in a scene that I thought was completely kind of unnecessary, because they. They not only reveal who the killer was, but they they show you in like a ten minute scene the killing. I don't know that we need to see that necessarily. If if you're telling us, like you 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 can kind of show in the present, you know, blood splatters or whatever. We don't need to literally go back and for ten minutes we see literally what happened, um, and that kind of also stopped the momentum of the movie, almost dead in its tracks. And the movie at the end, similar to Hacksaw Ridge, the movie just goes into this like way over the top shootout and a weird, almost Rambo esque moment at the end where the the bad guy is 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 taught a lesson that like he has to learn before he dies. And it was kind of, kind of stupid. Um, so I expected very high things. I gave Wind River a five out of ten. Um, mm. Very disappointing. Go watch Prisoners instead. Um, yeah. A much better movie. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was the one movie I saw. Um, I'm gonna try hopefully and see it at some point over the next week or two when uh, when all the plebs with their phones are out of the cinemas. Oh God, I wish I had your foresight. <laughs> so maybe in the next maybe in the next week two weeks I'll try and see it. I still have some Blu-rays that I want to catch up on. I want to see Split and I want to see The Handmaiden. So maybe I'll watch one of those in the week. Nice. Report back, but uh, yeah, Wind River, not the best. Wind River. Um, I uh, watched Goodfellas because uh, that, yeah. that fella um, that was in it died. And yeah. It reminded me of how good that scene was. Joe Pesci. No, the, the other one. Uh, uh, Frank, Ray, Ray Frank Yeah, Robert De Niro died. Um, so I decided to rewatch. None of these are true, by the way, everyone. No, no, it was Frank Vincent. Now go and get your fucking cat nipples. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. 
Ah, brilliant. Um, brilliant scene. He was great. Great what the scene. Fucker? Great actor uh, at that particular kind of role. Um, yeah, that was good. I then watched uh, yesterday Catch Me If You Can, the mm-hmm. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Tom Hanks movie. That was uh, quite enjoyable. I wasn't like in love with it or anything, but it was, you know, enjoyable enough film. Um, it gets a bit repetitive because he plays, you know, he's a con man and he's conning all these people and writing false checks. And I kind of felt like after a while it was like, yeah, okay, we get the idea. We don't need to see a sort of, yeah, another check being cashed. But yeah, it was good. Hanks, not enough Hanks in it. I feel like he could have been, almost he should have been the central character rather than Leonardo. It should have been Leo chasing him. Ooh, hello. Yes, turn it on its head. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, yes, that was all right. You know, thumbs marginally up. Um, I then this morning watched The Terminal, uh, starring Tom Hanks as a bumbling Borat-esque uh, foreign bloke. Yeah, he he's gets... really, it's like, it's politically correct Borat. Yeah, well, <laughs> marginally correct. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he gets trapped in an airport when his country is uh, taken over in a coup and he's not allowed to enter the US and he has to stay in the airport. It's a um, very long movie. It was nearly as long as Catch Me If You Can, which was quite an sort of epic, you know, bi- biography of a man's life. And this was a sort of bumbling comedy with a bit of sentimentality in it. So I thought they could have cut it down to 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, it also kind of reminded me of like whenever I've watched a French comedy, because they always like have really broad characters and it's really unsubtle slapstick in them a lot of the time, or the ones I've seen anyway. And this is very much the same. It's, it, it relies on that quite a bit. Um, and it also has a, these romantic subplots in it with Catherine Zika Jones, and it's a bit. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I, I laughed a few times, um, and I did enjoy Hanks at times, but yeah, not wasn't that good. Um, it does mean, however, that I've now finished Hanksgiving, um, which was my marathon of Tom Hanks movies. So I've seen all fifty-four Tom Hanks uh, feature films now. Every single feature film he's ever appeared in including cameos. Um, yeah, so it's been a wild ride. Um, Mr. Towder's wild ride. Yeah. So what's going to be next then? Nothing. Just going to die. Are there no other Halloween puns you could do? <laughs> um, Thanksgiving, you could do Chris. You're, you're very much starting with the holiday, Paul. <laughs> and then coming up with the actor, aren't you? Whereas Chris, I was Chris the other Tucker. way around. Christmas. I was going to say Chris Pratmus. Yeah, Chris Pratmus. Uh, Chris Pratt. oh, Chris Pratt. Like, he's been in like five films. I know, that's what I was thinking. So actually, I was looking at Leo DiCaprio's um, kind of back catalogue, and he's only been in like probably less than 30 movies, and I've seen a fair few of them. What about Halloween? Ween? And it's Halle Berry. <laughs> Hmm. No, that there'd be a lot of Drek in there. Though. Catwoman. Uh, what else? You could do. Um, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. Um. New you could do New- Harry Weed and just watch Harry Styles movies like the, the one Kirk. directed film and then Dunkirk. <laughs> 
How about New Year's Ray Winston? <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Very good. Yes. Daniel Day Lewis, new something. Daniel Valentine's Day Lewis. New Year's Day Lewis. No, no Val Valentine's Day has to be Val Kilmer, surely. Val Kilmer's Day. Kilmer. That is catchy as Thanksgiving, I must say. Um, Thanksgiving. Okay. If you have any suggestions for Joe, please send them in. Um, <laughs> the usual address as uh, Joe email. That's chairshot.com. Um, okay. So uh, is that all the uh, the moving up? I haven't I have not seen uh, uh, a motion picture this week, unfortunately. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Daryl Hanukkah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was uh, going to say you're not Jewish, but you also don't celebrate Thanksgiving either, so nah, you're not American. So uh, I suppose we can jump into a bit of game guff here. Uh, I haven't played anything new. Tip it away on near Automata and uh, Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 continues to be a, a fun podcast game. Um, yeah, uh, nothing nothing new for me this week. What about you, Paul? Uh, well, yeah, I I got um, the new Pro Evolution Soccer game this week um, to be my kind of game I play when I don't feel like playing anything else. Uh, and then the truth is, is I just played that all week. Um, it's really good. Very easy to to mod in all the correct kits and badges and that because of course Pro Evo is not licensed like FIFA is. Um, but it's a much more satisfying football game to play, even if it is kind of bare bones. Like people often don't understand what is the difference between PES and FIFA. Uh, it's kind of like the difference between uh, you know an iPod and an Android in that FIFA very much encourages uh sorry fifa is very much just the game you get it and that's the game whereas pez has kind of this very big editing suite that you can modify almost every setting of the game you can change players um like the boots the 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 if they put tape on their you know socks and what celebration do they, do they do when they score a goal and what are their stats and you can make them slightly better slightly worse to properly reflect real life and you can change their natural position if it's wrong in the game and blah 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 and fifa is just this is the player that's it play with them um does does, does pez have like community downloads for like the correct kits and yeah, stuff like absolutely. Does? yeah oh cool which is nice so i day one um i subscribed to a service called pez universe which is kind of the 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 premium one out there where day one they had all the kits and all the proper modifications for the like top six leagues in the game. And they're, they're going to send out regular updates over the next year. Sounds quite nice. Um, so I'm playing that a bit, really enjoying it. Um, the one thing about it that it does kind of not have the FIFA does is the career mode is not quite as fleshed out. But since kind of what I enjoy about the game is more the actual playing of the, the football, it's not, yeah. not, not too much of an issue. Um, all the main stuff is there. You can sign players, pick your team, and set your team up the way it wants. And then when you're playing the football, it's really satisfying. It's really, 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 really good game. 
Um, so I started my career mode with uh, Man United, as you do, on the top difficulty, because I'm a long-time football game player. Uh, got hammered every game, baby. <laughs> I gave up after about, like, seven games into the season. I was in, like, uh, 17th place with one win and four defeats, something like that. Um, and it got to the point where I was beaten 3-0 by Huddersfield. And I said, okay, I am I need to ease myself in here a little bit. So I'm on the I'm on the uh the second top difficulty doing a season with Paris Saint Germain, uh Neymar, Mbappe, and Cavani up front. And I've just signed Ibrahimovic back to PSG. Because Cavani I, I quite like to have a tall, strong striker. Cavani's a little too short for me. Uh for my play style. So I tra- right, I traded Cavani away for Ibrahimovic. Uh with six million, so that's quite a good deal. Uh, yeah, really enjoying it. And then once I kind of get used to it again, I'll I'll, pu- I'll bump it back up to the top difficulty and try uh, another season with United. Um, but it's really good. Uh, but I I I I, I don't, I'm conscious of the fact that I don't leave it too long before going back to Horizon. So uh, I will kind of force myself to not play Pez and and, and get back into Horizon. Uh, I also play a little bit more ukulele. I'm still very much enjoying that. I've more or less beat the first uh, area. I know there are like four or five, so you can take that. I'm, I'm about 20, 25% through that game already. And I'm, I'm hopefully going to platinum. Uh, my, my plan as of now is I want to platinum Horizon and Ukulele. So that'll be my little project for the time being. Did you, uh, did you watch the new Mario footage in the Nintendo Direct? Uh, I didn't. I kind of want to be oh. as as unspoiled as possible on that. Oh, looks good. Oh, well, I'm I'm very happy to hear that because it probably will be real good. I am guessing it will be. That's my uh, out of left field uh, guess. I'm very excited. I have that day off work. We still have a month and a half to go. I know, yeah, which is a which is a disappointing. But I have that day off work, and also that same day, Stranger Things season two comes out. So I think I'll probably be alternating just so I don't get bored and be like three hours of Mario, an episode of Stranger Things, yeah. another couple of hours of Mario, an episode of Stranger Things. I'll probably eat somewhere in there. Yeah, Stranger Things season day. two, Wolfenstein two, the new. Clone. I don't know. I I don't know if I will have time or money for Wolfenstein. That. Which I'm, which I'm very disappointed about because I just played that first one a couple of weeks ago and it's, it was fucking great. But there's yeah. uh, also the new Cloverfield movie, Assassin's Creed Origins, Mario, and Jigsaw are all out on October 27. Yes, Ooh. very busy day indeed. Joe, are you gonna go see that new Jigsaw? No, too scary. Yeah, either I watched the trailer. It didn't look very good. Mm. Yeah, they played the trailer. They played some. They played quite the collection of trailers before it. Um, they played one for Jigsaw, and it just looked like the most here's another Saw movie thing ever. It, um, it, they looked like they changed the tone quite a bit, like, like almost rebooting it. Um, and obviously, it was always shit. But I liked the <laughs> shit. I liked the original shitness, not this new shitness, please. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the trailer I saw was a little bit kind of gleeful. Um, yeah. Like, we're having a great time. Oh, it's the Saw series, you know, where we get all wacky and cut people up. It's like, eh. I mean, it was wacky, but it wasn't, like, tipping its cap at you, wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was a bit odd. There was a trailer for uh, Happy... No, so, something called, like, Happy Dead Day or something like that. 
which is a movie coming out, I think, next month, which is basically a Groundhog Day horror movie type thing, mm. where a, a, a girl, wake, a college girl, wakes up after a crazy party. She goes through her day, and at the very end of the day, she's murdered at another house party. And then when she's murdered, she wakes up, and she's like, oh, I'm living the same day again. And so it, it literally just seems like, you know, Groundhog Day, except she's, there's a horror twist on it. That looked all right. You know and then there was just going to be great, by the way. Have you seen trailers for The Snowman? No. With Fassbender? No. Ooh, that's going to be good, baby. It's, it's a, a mystery thriller starring Michael what, Fassbender. Remake of that old uh, odd post ad for The Snowman. <laughs> it's directed by uh, a man called Thomas Alfredson, who directed uh, a fine-ass movie called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, and he also directed Let the Right One In. The original one. So I'm very, very mm. excited for the snowman. The funny thing about the snowman, right? I, I recommend to people if you've not seen the trailer, have a look at it. Maybe you, you guys look at it when we're finished recording. Uh the funny thing about it though is the character played by Michael Fassbender is called Harry Hole. Mm. It sounds a little too close to Harry Hole. Um <laughs> for me no, not to laugh. Not really, at. no. No, not really, no. You got a big Harry Hole. What? No. No or yes? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, or is it actually yes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, I saw a trailer for that uh, mother from Baranowski. Yeah, with uh, uh, unfortunately with Jennifer Lawrence and her big face. Unfortunately, but also with uh, Javier Bardem. He who also has a big face. Uh, well, yeah, but he's good. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's uh, I'll probably go see that. That looks right. I mean. I like Aronofsky, so... Uh, yeah. Although, so, apparently, uh, I'm looking here. Uh, the Daily Mail have given it a, a very, very poor review. What, do they do they talk about... Mother. Yeah. I wonder if they talk about uh, immigrants in it, like let immigrants in. F grade from the mail! <laughs> or like uh uh I don't know, maybe maybe Chris Blake wrote the review and the film was actually about like women. empowerment of women or some shit. <laughs> and so the Daily Mail like F minus <laughs> also vote leave. <laughs> but uh, uh so yeah, so anyway in in, in summation October twenty seventh will be busy. Um, yes. Also, I think a few days, a few days before that, I believe is WWE 2K18. Uh, if anyone wants that, anyone at all wants that, maybe I'll get it. Uh, <laughs> well, I've not played one since 2011, so. Well, d- good. You're on a great streak. <laughs> An Undertaker-esque streak. Uh, that's... Paul seven and oh. Yeah, it's out on the 17th of October. That one. Anyway, speaking of wrestling, mm. should, we, should we get into the old news? Should. Hmm. Uh, what do we want to do here? We've got to get a little bit of OTT news that we can talk about here, I guess, to kick things off. Go for it. Uh, a couple of days ago, OTT announced a number of matches for their upcoming third anniversary weekend in Dublin and Belfast, one of which featured uh, TNA sensation Bram. Ooh. The former Ascension member in WWE. Uh, some people got upset, kicked off a little bit, said that they weren't happy about that. 
for those of you not in the know, uh, Bram was arrested and charged with uh, domestic assault in 2015, I believe it was. Uh, at the time, he was married to Charlotte. I know there was some confusion. The incident did not involve Charlotte. He actually had a girlfriend. And some people still, uh, I saw in the last few days, were mixing that up. Yeah, They were mixing that up as well because it's very, very odd timing and people were making fun of OTT for this. Like Charlotte just gave an interview where she talked about... She, so Charlotte has had a, a domestic violence uh, past. She is a survivor of domestic abuse. She literally just about a week ago came out about that in, a, in an interview with a local uh, North Carolina uh, newspaper, I believe it is. I think she has a book coming out in, in, the, uh, in the near future, so she's doing some press. So that didn't help. But it, it was not involving her, anyway, Bram's uh, uh, incident. Uh, it was with a, a girlfriend he had uh, at the time, and obviously he and Charlotte have then subsequently been divorced. So anyway, he was charged with this, and, and it, the, the charges were dropped. He was arrested in August. The charges were dropped in October. So I don't believe they ever went to court. Uh, I, you know, and that, that's the status. And so obviously, Bram has shown up in a couple of different promotions here. I, I've heard some complaining here and there people are tend to be a bit annoyed when he shows up but he's kind of done a lot of like surprise cameos he showed up as a surprise in rev pro i think he showed up as a surprise mm. in icw maybe that kind of tempered the complaining but this one it was like ott announcing three weeks ahead of time hey we're rams coming in isn't that great and people got very very annoyed uh <clears throat> so ott were bombarded with criticism they deleted the match graphic it was, he was supposed to wrestle Bobby George Jr. They then posted another match graphic with Bobby George Jr. facing, of all people, Rene Dupree um, uh, in a replacement match for Dublin. So, uh, obviously, they they got the uh, the brunt of, of of a yelling at uh, when they when they uh, when they announced that when they when they. Um, uh, deleted the original match and, and reposted it about Bram. My my gut told me because they did not they did not issue a statement saying okay Bram's off the show. They literally just replaced the match. My gut instinct was telling me that maybe he, he would still be on the card in some capacity uh, as a as a quote unquote surprise or a uh, or a uh, a run in or something like that. Someone someone told me privately that he was completely completely off the card. Um, and then OTT, I, I don't know how you could be. Maybe they just are not clued in on, on his history. But I was told OTT were completely unaware of the level of, of disdain that would get them. Uh, so it seemed like a moment of total ignorance. Mm. So that was fine. That was all well and good. Uh, they announced this. Uh, uh, prominent British wrestling people uh, began coming out of the woodwork to, to defend Bram slash chastise OTT depending on who you were uh, who you were reading at. So as mentioned, Bram was, you know, he was not convicted. He was not, uh, he is not a, a convicted, proven domestic abuser in the eyes of the law. Uh, he issued a statement on Twitter saying, hey, you know, I've had my run-ins with the law. I've, I think his exact words were, I could be called a drunken idiot at times. I mean, he was arrested for, PW Insider at the time of his release from NXT said that he was pulled over for DUI and also charged with battery of a police officer. Um, 
So he he does not have a, a spotless record, but he said I've never I've never hit a woman ever. Uh, I've never I was falsely accused. He said that at the time he was told he could press charges for a false accusation, but he chose not to. That's his that's what he claims. Uh, a number of people, including people who have worked for OTT, Jimmy Havoc, uh, uh, Joe Coffey, uh, a couple of other people, prominent people in the industry like Piper Niven. May Young Classic all came out and said this guy is he he is misunderstood. He is hardworking. He is safe to be around. Blah blah blah. So it seemed like OTT were getting it in the neck a little bit from both sides. Fans saying don't book this guy. Another subsection of fans saying you should book this guy, and a lot of wrestlers saying you should book this guy. Uh, and Joe Cabray went on Twitter, the promoter, went on his personal Twitter, and he asked for feedback uh, for uh, regarding Bram. Uh, and he's, I mean, he asked for feedback a day later. He said, you know, that got heated yesterday, but let's hear what everyone has to say. And that just ignited the whole debate again. Wrestlers sticking their oar in, fans sticking their oar in. So as of this time, they have not added, they have not re-added Bram, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this now. This, this will be my guess. I'll go on record. I am of the feeling that they will have Bram appear on the show in some capacity. They have conspicuously added a tag team match with two mystery opponents. <laughs> so. so they they did say so basically uh, they announced a bunch and I feel I feel a little bit bad for everyone else involved in OTT because they announced a lot of really fun matches. It's looking like this this is the weekend of shows where I'm going to both shows and I thought they announced a lot of great stuff and unfortunately the brand stuff just completely took over. Um, now the, the mystery match it's uh, Eddie Dennis and Fabulous Nikki versus it's actually two contenders from the uh the OTT trainee show, okay, okay, where they basically said if you they have a show next weekend, and the main OTT show is the following weekend, so they're like the top two contenders who impress on the contenders show will uh, will get a tag match on the main show. I was I was going to post this joke on Twitter, but I did not. Everyone seemed like they were walking on eggshells a little bit, so I just didn't bother. But I was going to say, I wonder if like. Brab in a Mr. Schnob-esque fake mustache. Uh, I'm the OTT contender. So, no, hello. I'm Fintin O'Bram from 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 down the road. And I'm a whippersnapper from the old Irish wrestling trading school. And then he, uh, you know, wins his match and gets on the Tivoli that way. But, uh, I'm Mr. I, 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 Resuba. I I was just like I think I think tempers are a bit are a bit high at the at the moment because there I mean things were getting a little uh, a little feisty. Uh, there were some people who were not getting involved. There were some people who were kind of indirectly getting involved. There were there were obvious. Um, there was a lot of frustration on both sides. I think um, I for the record and I I was when Cabray asked for feedback. I wrote up a whole thing and then I deleted it because I just did not have the energy to be to be dealing with people. I was like. I you get, made that mistake. Get, you made that mistake when you said something about Jared Leto. Yeah, I made a joke about Jared Leto, and I was dealing with I was dealing with his fucking weirdo fans for a week um, <laughs> on Twitter, like people who just search his name. Well, Barry, for, you've only ever watched Suicide Squad, clearly. So that's yeah. I mean, I liked I liked Dallas Buyers Club. Mate, don't come for me with that. Um, but anyway, um, I I wrote up a whole thing, and I was like, hey, listen. I sympathize with anyone who is not convicted of a crime, but is still viewed as a is still viewed as someone who did the crime. I was like, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't even think that if you are convicted of a crime, you should never work again. I don't think that's fair. And I was like, but you also have to understand it's a very sensitive issue, and also within the realm of people who 
you know, work with survivors and and study this kind of thing. I mean, it's a very, very contentious thing to act like just because someone wasn't charged, that immediately makes them innocent. Like, like you know, be drop charges aren't the same as going to court and being acquitted. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're yeah, two very, yeah. very different things. So I was like, I get both sides. I understand where it's coming from. But at the same time, you know... He's he also he you know there was the the thing at ICW a few weeks ago where he fucked up that guy really bad, um in a in a what what wasn't really a shooting it was it wasn't like a sexy star situation but there was some got a little overzealous messed up a guy pretty bad in an ICW match, um and he's just he's a a, a somewhat divisive chap and I wasn't going to go to the show I I mean I just I just don't want to see Bram he's just not someone I'd, I'd necessarily feel comfortable supporting. So um, yeah, that was that was the whole situation. And as I said, he is he is currently not scheduled for the show. But they have they have not officially said yes, we pulled him. They have not officially said no, we haven't pulled him. Um, and I I am not sure what to expect. My my official well, CCK prediction. still have opponents as well to be named. So that's true as well. Actually, yeah, yeah they announced um, they were they were announced with no opponents, so they are coming in. Um, yeah, it's it's I I feel like. Um, the part of why I think he will show up uh, is just there was a lot of pressure from like big name people in in on the UK scene uh, saying that this was not fair and also insisting that he still that Bram still be paid again. Now I don't know if they were going to do that or not, but um, I think they're going to try and hedge their bets by not announcing him ahead of time to avoid getting yelled at, but then still having him appear, which I think, I actually think that would be the worst of both worlds. I think if there are people who are willing to not go to the show, if he was going to be there to then be surprised to be tricked, I think that would actually get them in more hot water than just booking him. Like if they, if they stuck to their guns and just said, look, he's on this show. If you have a problem with that, don't go. I would at least, I, I would make my peace with that and just not go. But I would be as someone who would rather not go if he was there. I'd be very annoyed if if I'm there on the Saturday and he he comes out to do like an angle or whatever. I mean that's just that's the best. That's the worst of both worlds. But um, yeah, it was a, a very it was very uh, heated few days there for for the whole OTT crew. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of on the same page as you. I'm I'm kind of annoyed that you took my my words out of my mouth with. <laughs> with regards to um yeah i feel like um and, and some people have made this point that you know someone who does or does not do a crime we have this as society we have this system in place for dealing with that you know and yeah i'm, I'm very much a believer in in second chances you know um, that being said, I don't want to see Bram, and not and for for a slightly <laughs> different reason that that maybe maybe most have is as I'm I'm kind of annoyed by to an extent of OTT's uh, lack of faith in their maybe lack of faith is the wrong word, but like on this show particularly, there's so few Irish wrestlers on the card, you know, uh, like fair enough they're bringing in the two contenders, but there's like of the six or so matches they've announced, it's like Jordan Devlin. And Martina. Martina, and that's it, you know. And it's like, well, where are where are the lads from the flats? Where are, um, uh, the fabulous Nikki? Where where is uh, Paul Tracy? You know, like the 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 homegrown lads. It's 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 almost like because it's the big third anniversary, they have to get all the special attractions in. It's kind of like no, the third anniversary is where, should be more where you pay kind of tribute to those who have brought you to the dance, so to speak. Yeah. Um. 
And it's like you just you just they just had a show that we enjoyed that had a ton of Irish people on it, but maybe maybe this answered our question. You know, I mentioned when we talked about that show how Bola and King of Trios was the same weekend. And I was like, well, I guess there's your answer. Is like here we are a month later, and the second they got the chance to load the card up with imports, they did it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm happy, of course, to see the Matt Riddles of the absolutely, world. You know, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not taking yeah. you know a gift horse in the mouth here, but. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of like that on, on most of the great shows, there's, there's always a good balance of the imports with the homegrown guys that you do get to see every week, or every, not every week, but every month. Um, and the whole Bram situation, the biggest problem of it is is that OTT as a company very much relies on kind of the goodwill of the fans, you know? Um and if there's a situation like like the Bram situation, you turn a lot of people off the product. OTT isn't uh, necessarily a company that has, you know, three chances or three lives, let's say, where if you turn people off, like, it, as you say, if they bring in Bram as a surprise after such a big kind of outrage to it, like, what happens? Is is there, like, a walkout where people, like, leave the show? Um, you know, so it's kind of like... Yes, they have to appease the wrestlers who who they're paying to bring in, and who knows how, if any uh, they've um, not outcast, but you know, turned off maybe, maybe considering going in future to work for OTT, um, but also consider how the effect that has on the fans. So it is this kind of balancing act that they do have to to take care of, um, and I yeah, kind of feel like it, it's it's kind of a weird hill to die on is the Bram Hill, you know, like with all the baggage that, that you know, comes with Bram, wh- wh- whichever side of the fence you fall on. And I, I, as I said, I'm kind of on the fence that, you know, people deserve <laughs> a chance to prove themselves, uh, whether or not he's innocent or, or, or guilty, a, a chance to prove yourself changed, you know? Um, but it's a weird hill to die on because I don't feel like, and and what I'm gonna say kind of flies in the face of of the the outrage that we saw on Twitter this week. But I feel like as people who go to watch events, I don't feel like a lot of people give a shit about Bram. As like, no, I, I I could probably count on on two fingers the amount of people who would go, Jesus, Bram's coming. Where can, do I buy my ticket? Um, you that's know, the it, that's the really unfortunate thing is that all this is going down over Bram, and it's just kind of like, um. I was talking to a couple of other like OTT fans about this, and we were just like, the OTT now find themselves, they do find themselves between the rock and the hard place, where I feel like they may straight up just even lose some uh, uh, regular wrestlers um, from the British side of things if they don't do this, because, you know, Bram is one of the boys, as they say, uh, who feel, and, and they now, and people, you know, Jimmy Havoc came out pretty strongly in favor of him who is a semi-regular in OTT. I don't know what his status will be. But it's like the way most promoters avoid this thing is they just avoid booking Bram. And that's easy because like you said, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not turning this into shit on Bram hour, but that's just be, just to be perfectly honest about it. I don't think anyone at all rates him as a wrestler. And if in terms of him being, you know, a television quote unquote star, it's like, he's a, he was a, a mid card TNA guy in the, in the destination America era. You know what I mean? It's and he, like, he was on NXT before NXT was a deal. Cool. Yeah. He, and he, and even, even if he was around when NXT was cool, he was one of the Ascension. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, he just doesn't have, 
he doesn't have any cachet. It's, yeah, justify. it's like an, an, this illusion of star power because he was quote unquote on TV. Yeah, it's just it's. But I, honestly, I think I think it may even be more to do to do with the fact that you know this is just get this is just my guesswork, but. Those people who are prominent on the indies who have the ear of a lot of promoters saying, hey, you know, this guy, no, he is good. He's my, my pal here is is worth bringing in. But, um, you know, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I know a, a lot of uh, OTT regulars are kind of soured on the whole thing, especially because, as mentioned, OTT have not issued any kind of official statements on it. They've not said, you know, oh, we have pulled him or, oh, we're hearing your feedback. Oh, we're they haven't even said we're reviewing it. They have said literally nothing. They just they just deleted a match graphic. That's it. Um, so in, in true OTT form, they are not handling it as well as they possibly could. Be. Yeah, they definitely need to attend to some kind of communication skills training. I could I could give them if they want. You know, they can stop by HB and I'll tell them. Yeah. Because we had uh, the Tigre Uno situation where he just wasn't on the show. And it was like a week later. Oh yeah, just to, just to, to literally to somebody on Twitter. Oh yeah, he had transport issues. Which yeah. if, if you didn't find that specific tweet, you still wouldn't to this day. Where, where was Tigre? You know, he never came. I still haven't seen it. You've told me, but I haven't yeah, seen that, it. You know, <laughs> maybe it was a dream I had. Maybe they never. T- <laughs> but like that's a thing uh, in- where where they they for whatever reason just have uh, problems communicating to to people. You know. I don't necessarily need need to see like a, a big long st- press statement. To, Here's why Brown's not on the card anymore. But the fact that a lot of the time is just silence, it it kind of to an extent reinforces that OTT is not really this big, well run, well oiled machine. That I mean, we all love it, but it's a rinky dink promotion in Ireland. <laughs> And yeah. now, and now they're down one Justy. Oh, Justy! You know what's funny? Um, I was I was thinking in the week. Justy was was the very in the very first OTT show, and the very first match I ever saw against Charlie Sterling, Dream Before Christmas, uh, in last December, and he was in the very last match OTT I've seen, the Serial Bowl. So he kind of bookended my my OTT experience as he uh, as he departs and another thing that I never I, I never noticed until the very last time I saw him walk out of the Tivoli is as he uh, lost the match against um, Will Ospreay. Osprey he walks out and I notice he has on the back of his neck quite a long scar I don't know if you ever yeah. saw it yourself yeah. I was like fuck I wonder what happened like did he have some kind of Surgery on his neck or something in the past. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, he's no, he's he's had he's had neck surgery. Yeah, he's oh, had he has he's, man. he's had. I don't know the specifics of it. I can't. I think he's. I think he's said, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's it's a full on like Steve Austin situation. I think. I think he's had a because um, I uh, noticed that only on the very last time I saw him walking, I was like, geez, he's got this big whatever six six inch scar on the back of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the uh, that's the business for you, you know. The biz. Um, but uh, yeah, he announced on uh, Twitter um, that he was done with OTT. Well, it's I, weird because he said specifically he was done with OTT, and I was wondering whether there was some kind of you know reason for. And this was like almost immediately in the aftermath of the Bram deal. Yeah, um, which for the record, I I don't believe it is anything to do with the oh, Bram thing. I don't, thing. I don't but, think so. But that that was that was odd timing. But uh, yeah, it, it appears. I mean, he's not like retiring, or he's still training people. I know that much. I don't really know. It's a bit odd. It's 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 very very odd. He's he's a mainstay of the promotion. 
and was always kind of rock solid, you know, person to have uh, on the show. It, do, it does seem in retrospect that the Sammy D turn on the last show was was to replace Justy. Yes, and we absolutely. we were kind of bemused by why was Justy the mystery opponent in the Serial Bowl? It very may it very may well have been a kind of a farewell tour in a way. Maybe for the record, I by the way, as a follow up to to that, I I found out since that that was always the plan. That for, for as inexplicable as that seems, they literally always planned for it to be Justy. There was no cancellation. There was no. Uh, their hand was not forced in any way. They just thought that that would be a fun but thing to do. If if they didn't know at the time that he was leaving, then that makes it an even an even odder decision. Yeah, I I think I don't think they were aware he was leaving. I think I think that was just they wanted he. They thought he'd be a big heel if he came out as a surprise. Um, but yeah, he is done with OTT. Very odd. We still have the, also the thing where I, I'm think, I think we talked about in this show where Worky on Twitter said that he heavily gave the impression he was done. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Worky, yeah, he said, you know, great way to bow out with my best friend uh, at WrestleRama. Um, so he's, it, he, it really seems like he's done. But also, Paddy has it, wasn't on the last show, and it's not announced on this show. Um, and so I see speculation that they're out as well. So I, I don't know. It seems it's very, very odd. Um, it seems like a lot of the locals are, are up in the air. But, uh, I guess it's a, a watch. Watch this space developing uh, oh, story. Yeah, I'm seeing this now. August twelfth. Loyalty can never. This is from Worky from the flats. Loyalty can never be broken. What a way to bow out with my best mate in front of two thousand with the best in the world. And that's obviously that's obviously him bowing out. But I but it's been very quiet on the Paddy front as well. And Paddy M. Um, I, I don't want to overstate things, but Paddy M. is kind of. A tremendous pro wrestler. The, the low key, not, yeah. not low key the wrestler, but the low key Shawn Michaels of OTT. Is that a bit of an oversight? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm with you, and I know a lot of people who are with you as well. He is, he's tremendous, and I, I was a lot of people when when it appeared Worky was done were all about the idea of we could give us a a, a veteran Shawn Michaels style Paddy singles run underdog to the top. That would be great, and it's just now people are wondering if now this is now the Paddy stuff is all speculation. He could, for all we know, he could show up. For all we know, he's done (laughs) as well. For all we know, he's done, or for all we know, he could be on the next show wrestling CCK with a new opponent, with a new tag partner. For all we know, but but um, yeah, Yeah, an interesting time in in OTT certainly, and uh, I feel like Justy's presence is going to be very much missed. Um, Yeah, interesting. I don't know whether this is new or old, but. Paddy M's Twitter bio used to do a bit of wrestling. Oh, what? I had actually not seen that. Yeah, currently wrestling with the real world, he says. So I don't know when that was. He might have had that for fucking three years and still done his bit of wrestling here and there. But uh, I don't know. That's that, I, I didn't realize that that, that tweet had gone out. So that's, that's the last from the flats, potentially, and just the three of the kind of the early uh the early mainstays that kind of sucks i'm gonna be honest so yeah um we will uh obviously me and paul will still be at the uh, the october dublin show i'll be at the belfast show as yeah. well so, although uh, if bram shows up me and barry are gonna go out into the street and put on a show for the everyone who's leaving we'll have a little rest ourselves in in the yeah in the rain <laughs> paul paul's dad he's paul is second generation so 
Yeah, I know all the tricks. Gouge the eye, fish hook. But um, yeah, so we will uh, we'll follow up on that. Also, you know, for the October shows, they got Riddle versus Speedball, um, Jordan Devlin versus Bubblegum versus El G- El Ligero. Were you going to say El Generico? <laughs> I was about to say El Generico. That'd be pretty and, good. Uh, CCK appearing. Kid like us was announced for Belfast and then immediately sprained his uh, broke his wrist. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, so he's out. Uh, well, he. I mean, he surely is out with a broken wrist. I mean, he's getting he's getting hurt a lot lately, and he's very very young. So maybe he should slow it down or wrap himself in bubble wrap or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, in non OTT news, what else was going on in the biz? Uh, the only news story that I could come across was uh, it was announced formally that Asuka is going to be moving to Raw uh, mm. to beat up all the women over there. Um, it's a bit of a shame. I was kind of hoping she'd become SmackDown because I like Asuka a lot. And obviously I don't watch Raw, I watch SmackDown. Um, the other big thing of the week, I don't know if you guys caught this, was the uh, the show closing segment on SmackDown. When Vince McMahon returned um, to uh, to do the most uh, violent attack uh, in WWE in probably a decade. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. I guess this was just to further the shade angle, but a lot, a lot of people were very annoyed about the idea of 70-year-old Vince doing the shoot headbutt. 72-year-old Vince McMahon. Yeah. Taking yeah, a like, full headbutt to the head. They can't rest Daniel Bryan, obviously, but uh, Vince is, you know, a, a young 72, so it's fine. It's fine for I like the fact that shoot. WWE, like, never does shoot headbutts, but this year of all years, in the midst of all the Bryan stuff and the Shibata stuff, they decide, mm. yeah, what's this? What's this term that's in the news a lot that I'm not going to read any further about? Oh, let's do that. Yeah, you know what it reminds me a lot of? And not in a good way. Um, the homicide Rob Terry chair shot. Oh yes, yeah. and that was kind of passe, and that was kind of shocking that a company would be so kind of out of touch. Uh, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was two thousand and ten. <laughs> and here we have so so Vince was only was only 65 back then so he could have he could have taken it but 72 year old Vince McMahon full on clanged Samoa Joe Kurt Angle style in the head um bleeding everywhere I've seen a hypothesis that that there was some kind of movie shenanigans going on where he he allegedly I don't remember where I've heard this, but someone said that maybe he bladed backstage and put some like fake, uh, fake uh, skin, skin gimmick over it, and so that when when he took the headbutt, it would kind of start to bleed, you know, as opposed to it being a shoot headbutt, which would cause him to bleed. Which, um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna fake it to an extent like that, then maybe fake the headbutt part. As opposed to the, <laughs> you know, no, mate, no. He said Vince has to prove that he's one of the boys all the time. He definitely does. Um, I don't know how much how much longer he will be doing stuff like this. Um, yeah, I, and he also took a top rope splash off Kevin Owens and a super kick. 
but at least that's you know safe. I mean, they could fake that to a reasonable degree. But uh, yeah, lot. Of, I feel like the majority of the chat about all this has been about the nature of the headbutt and the safety of it, which is fair. I I totally get that. But lost in there is that I think it's kind of it's a big kind of endorsement for Kevin Owens that Vince is out there. It's like fuck me up, pal. You're gonna be yeah. great. Yeah. I want you to fucking murder me. You know. <laughs> You know, you know, Vince loves you when he's doing that. Vince McMahon um, is playing the role of Mae Young to Bubba Dudley now. Yeah, he's don't hold. <laughs> you fucking power about me, you little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you can, uh, yeah, I can, I can very vividly picture Vince McMahon backstage talking almost like, almost erotically about, yeah, yeah, you're gonna fuck, you're gonna headbutt me real hard, and I'm gonna someone, someone I'm, I'm, slides I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleed, yeah, I'm gonna bleed all over the place someone, mm. someone slides Vince a, a DVD of the Super Dragon Kevin Owens fucking <laughs> barbed wire fucking madness match from like ten years ago ah, this could be me <laughs> I'm Super Dragon now, I yeah. could be the Super Dragon yeah, Super Vince. Yeah, Super Vince. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, uh, Hulk Hogan was out there on Twitter angling, basically angling for a match with Kevin Owens, talking about how he was money and all this other stuff, um, which was pretty funny. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was all for you know, it was all in the name of uh, setting up the uh, Shane Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I must say, I mean, in terms of it being. Uh, a segment, and in terms of, be, of it being an angle, it was it was really great. It was like it was like nothing I've seen on SmackDown in years. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, in terms of actually doing a full on headbutt without without the little the little thumb like Big Show does, headbutt the thumb, brother. Um, now, I, I don't like that because I'm as, as people know, I'm a big fan of the David Copperfields of the world and the David Blaines. I like my magic. And I, I, I always feel like it's cleverer, or more clever. I'm obviously not very clever. I don't know which is right. You're not uh, Is more uh, smarter um, to do it in a fake, clever way. You know, as fakely as possible, but to make it look as real as possible. Uh, you know, anybody can cut a woman in half. It's it's the the people who are good at it who who trick you into thinking that they did it that way. Uh, but for the record, I don't want to see you wrestle if you've done that because I just wouldn't feel comfortable with no, it. You, you I'm, could I'm, you could probably be you could probably be uh, half a woman pretty easily as well in a match. Yeah. I mean, not in a bram way allegedly. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, no, but see, I I that's why I I am very much in favor of doing doing chair shots to the head but in a in a fake way i don't want to see people take taking full-on chair shots to the head like they did back in the 90s but i think you can do it safely you know people put their put their hands up you know even if it looks kind of fake that's fine to me the the whole kick in the gut and chair to the back i i kind of feel like is is a dumb spot um uh whereas i also feel full-on headbutt to the face is a dumb spot so yeah swings and roundabouts um I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's obviously dumb for me to say something like, "Would it not just have been as impactful if he just gave him a super kick?" Obviously, it wouldn't have been because we wouldn't be having this whole conversation about about the angle. So in that way, it was super effective. But yeah. when it when he initially headbutted them, I did like jump out of my chair and go, "Jesus Christ, what <laughs> what is happening?" Um, yeah. Anyway, good angle, uh, but please do not have. 
uh, OAPs taking full-on headbutts anymore, please. Even if they are Vince McMahon. Uh, what about the um, uh, the television for the week? I caught up on the May Young Classic, all the taped stuff. Um, some really good uh, uh, quarter and semifinals. Um, really great stuff after the first two rounds. Were, eh, you know, not that great. Some some pretty bad, but most it was like okay. Uh, great quarters and semis, I thought. And then we got to the live final. Did you guys watch the live final? Uh, I've watched it. Yep. What about you, Joe? Uh, Paul, rather. No. Where you else? didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, I forgot. Oh, we we no, we established Paul as a big sexist. Okay. That's the one. Um, uh, Joe, what did you make of it? I enjoyed it. The final. Um, I would say I don't think there were really any standout matches in the tournament mm. um, that I would kind of want to go back and watch again or think would be among like my match of the year contenders. Uh, overall, I haven't said that it was it was very good. The standard of wrestling was was pretty consistent. I thought uh, in the latter stages certainly. Um, Tony Storm versus Kyrie Sane was good. Enjoyed that. Tony Storm was very good. Um, yeah, and I thought that you know the right woman won because obviously Kyrie is, uh, as we know, the greatest wrestler of all time. And I do like Shayna Baszler as well. She's uh, she's got definite. Uh, presence charisma to her yeah Kyrie is just like insanely likable yeah. I thought she I, th- I mean it's it's a rare example of like a tournament in wrestling where I thought the two standout people were in the final which is really good mm. and mm. and um, uh, and the um, what you call it the, be- the the best person overall won which was great I mean Kyrie I've, I, I hadn't seen much of her before before being in, in WWE but she's just like incredible, great, gets lots of sympathy, really likable, you know, and has that. Oh, great yeah. And the, uh, the walk in the plank thing is so funny and cute. Yeah, yeah, she's, you know, she's very, very, very cute, very likable. Um, and Shayna is like really good for her experience level. I think she's only, I think I heard recently, she's only had like 70 matches. Mm. Uh, like she's about two years in the, in the industry. And she's also 37, which is very late to be getting in. Um, but uh, but like she she looked like a beast in the in the in the taped stuff. Uh, she looked like she had a lot of nat- great kind of natural instincts, and uh, Kyrie just made her look like a, a really really great opponent. So yeah. uh, several thumbs up. I'm kind of, I'm with you on the lack of standout matches. Uh, yeah. I thought there were some good matches, but if you'll remember, I mean, I think we kind of forget because of how bad the follow up was. But those the, the last like two or three episodes of the Cruiserweight Classic were like just incredible. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, Main events that were just blow away stuff, really. You know, the Cedric Alexander matches, all, pretty much everything Kota Ibushi did. And then you had the final as well with Matalik and in, uh, TJP. I mean, those were match of the year contenders where there, was, there wasn't really any in, in this one. But um, uh, they, they did a good job, though, because um, this was taped in the 205 Live spot, which is after SmackDown, which is a shitty spot to be on when you're not television wrestlers. Like, they are, you know... They've only been on internet shows to this point, mm. but I think they got good reactions, and the finish got a good reaction. So, um, so it was a uh, thumbs up for them. So yeah, um, uh, and and as we discussed in our email segment with with uh, Scott, uh, we will see where we go next year with this, and we'll also see where where these women go uh, from this tournament. I know um, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu girl is being paired with the Adam Cole faction mm. on NXT, which is uh, you know. 
interesting enough direction. She did, she did not seem ready, uh, but you know she still got time to learn. So uh, yeah. Uh, anything else on TV that you guys saw or watched? I only watched the May Young Classic and the Vince Angle, so I haven't seen anything else. Uh, I watched a little bit of Lucha Underground, but nothing worth uh, going out of her way to talk about. Matanza was back for the first time in fucking six months or something. Did he kill anybody? Uh, no, but he beat up the uh, the rabbit tribe of Paul London and his, his buddies. Um, that was that. Uh, nothing, nothing too necessary to talk about. They had a they're having to bring out the medallion matches now for the Gifts of the Gods, so that'll be coming. Oh, yeah. That really nice belt that they set, they spend about uh, two months setting up every time, which is a little bit of a, a pain. Uh, next week, I think, or this week, because I am one week behind, is the 100th episode of Lucha on the Ground. Uh, and they're doing... What did they announce for it? I cannot even remember, and I cannot actually be bothered to look it up. So they're doing something, but I can't remember that's all so I think we can uh, probably close it down for today I think that's a good I think they got their their money's worth for this absolutely week. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so we will be back um, next week talking is next week No Mercy oh we did, did we do our segment when's No Mercy oh yeah it's it's time for the award winning acclaimed segment when is No Mercy um, it's I'm fairly sure it's not tomorrow no um, next, next Sunday I think it's next Sunday, yeah, because I yeah. feel like there is enough interest in Braun Brock that we would at least we would know if it was tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so check back next week and see if we remember uh, that next week is technically the, uh, the the day No Mercy is happening. So this is a uh, uh, this is us closing out that feature for this week. Um, we'll be back next week talking about that. We'll talk about any any TV that comes up, any uh, any more news and various guffs as well, more TV guff and uh, game guff and all that jazz. So. Uh, yeah. Until next time, folks, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye. And it's goodbye, Paul Griffin. Goodbye. Goodbye.